This special for the Tech and Tonic podcast is recorded ahead of time. Guys, are listening back into Tech and Tonic podcast. Today is not really a another episode. It's more like a special episode. Uh, and you're joining me, Darwin, and Jivan, and a very Yo. very special guest uh, from AMD. And her name is Paige. Say hi, Paige. Hi, everyone. It's good to be here. Hello, hello, hello. And you're joining us today to. Well, we are talking about tech again, lah. Obviously, today, right? And today we're talking with AMD about AMD because they just launched like a whole bunch of stuff this year. They've like they've made it big. It's huge. They've become like the top guys <laughs> in you know chip processing. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. It's like. Intel has become like one blue dot. But I I don't know. Okay, that's that's not fair to them, right? <laughs> obviously. But AMD did you know launch like their five thousand series Ryzen, uh, with Zentry architecture, and it's even better now than ever. Their next step is going to be even bigger. Their laptops have been you know very highly acclaimed as well. So we're here to talk about all of that, right? And just to begin, you know, AMD. What's 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 next for AMD? You know, because you've done so many things. What's next? Well, that's a great question. And by the way, Dorian, thank you, thank you for noticing that we are sort of uh, <laughs> in a leadership position today, uh, especially in a computing space with the Ryzen five thousand. I think it is truly an AMD's mission um, and commitment to continue to bring that high performance computing to as many people as possible um, by building really great products that accelerate that next generation of computing experiences, uh, which we realize is more important than ever, right? Um, you're spot on, you know, we launched Ryzen in 2017 and with the Ryzen 5000 series, it has the largest generation of a generation improvement um, ever since. And that is once again, a testament of the engineering efforts uh, that goes behind in building the, a great product for our consumers. Um, so what's next? Uh, Really, a couple of things. As I've shared earlier, AMD's mission is to continue to bring that high performance and solving the world's most complex uh, problems. Um, from a computing standpoint, I think Zen 4 is the core that we're currently developing. Um, mm. It is a more advanced process technology that you'll be seeing, and that is very, very exciting. Um, also, Radeon is a very big part of AMD's story and leadership. As you guys see today, in the console environment, the Sony PlayStation and the Microsoft Xbox are currently being powered by AMD. Um, and you also see in, in the Computex, uh, we are going to be um, powering Tesla's entertainment systems and also some of the Samsung devices, uh, phone devices in, in the future. Also, just coming bring back to what we're doing today, um, in the current environment where consumers are shopping a lot more online and a lot more sort of tech heavy activities. Um, data centers becoming very, very important in our lives and AMD also have a solution for that. And we also currently have uh, holding, I think more than 20, oh no, more than 200 world records uh, for that data 200? center. <laughs> 200, 200, right? Yeah, I think it's 200, uh, 200 records in the epic based instances, uh, uh, epic based environment. So. That is also something very exciting that's within our portfolio today, really committing um, to solving that complex problems in the world. 
Um, also, aside from product-related operations. Uh, the health and well-being of our internal and external stakeholders are very, very important, and that's really top priority. Uh, we are very concerned with ensuring that our employees globally are keeping safe and have access to whatever resources uh, and accommodations they they need during this time. So, a lot of exciting things, as you can tell from my my voice, uh, from a product standpoint, from a from a environment standpoint, we we are we have lots going on. That's. A lot to take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so much information. Right. But I think, uh, at Computex, uh, Dr. Lisa actually mentioned that the next step for AMD will be into five nanometer. Mm-hmm. So, what will five nanometer entail? What's different between like the current seven nanometer versus Intel's eleven and ten nanometer? So, what will the difference be? I know, you know, my dad will ask me like, what is, what is, what's the benefit of this five or seven nanometer process technology, right? Because what does it mean to the end users today? Um, in a semiconductor manufacturing, the process technology is very significant um, and it's very important to the experience that the end customers are ultimately going to receive, uh, even though a lot of people don't know this directly. Um, essentially, the smaller the process technology uh, within a given architecture, the more, the greater the performance and also better efficiency uh, through that smaller and lower power transistors. Um, what does it mean ultimately? Um, first, in a design standpoint, uh, we'll be able to deliver uh, ultra thin devices with greater performance. If you think about it, a couple of years ago, no one would have imagined a eight core product within an ultra thin device, right? And we've seen that being delivered with the Ryzen 5000 series, uh, where we, we packed an eight core within an ultra thin device. Um, also from an efficiency standpoint, what does that mean? It really means that it allows the products uh, to use less power than before. So there's really two benefits that comes out of this. Um, one, when you have sort of this lower power consumption, um, the battery life gets get extended, right? So mobility is very important in our current environment today. Um, and that allows people to really use the device all day, anywhere. Um, from a business standpoint, this efficiency actually helps to reduce that total cost of ownership um, by reducing the amount of energy, by reducing the amount of space that's being required by those, those devices. So overall, you reduce the cost of ownership, which obviously um, helps businesses. So a lot of benefit around the smaller process technology within a given architecture. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> mm, then we we don't have to pay so much for electricity. Anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's safety environment as well, so that's very important. <laughs> <laughs> on the subject of, you know, battery life and power consumption and things like that, um, we also want to know in Southeast Asia at least, right, what's what's more popular? Uh, is it is it notebooks or desktops? Because... And, and why do you think that, you know? I would think that both are extremely popular these days because, <laughs> you know, everyone's working from home and everyone is getting their entertainment from home. So both are mm. very, very popular these days. I, I, I dare say that. Um, but if, if you ask me, I think that um, the gaming uh, notebooks mm-hmm. are, are getting very, very popular. Um, and we do see that, as you said, right? I think the mobility becomes very important. Um, we, we really do see that people are buying more notebooks compared to, to desktops. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
yeah, I think we, we've seen that. And obviously, this transition hasn't been just right now. It's been going on for years. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we do see people investing a little bit more on this mobility. I think one interesting point to notice, they're not just buying any notebooks, right? They're not just buying the, the a notebook that can just do basic operations. We do see people that are looking for higher performance devices, uh, people yep. who, are, who are looking for more powerful uh, notebooks, so to, speak, so to speak, so that they can really use it for any situation or any scenarios um, uh, within their homes. So that's, that's what we're seeing as a trend today. Yeah. <laughs> but we finally also see, you know, uh, Ryzen and Radeon laptops finally. We're like, we're just waiting for that. We were just really waiting for that. And and now you have one. Mm-hmm. H- how's the uptake on that? Like, is it is it doing well? Uh, I mean, in Malaysia, I think people are still waiting for the stocks to come because, you know, there's a shortage situation everywhere around the world right now. But what's what's the um, general consensus for, from what you're seeing on these laptops? Oh yeah, AMD laptops. Oh yeah, so you're talking about like CPU and GPU being both on the AMD Radeon and Ryzen solutions, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's su- super exciting because as you as you know, AMD is the only company today that does both uh, leading edge CPUs and GPUs. Uh, it really puts us at a very unique position uh, to develop in conjunction with our partners to really offer a very differentiated solution uh, where AMD and AMD can work together and and elevate that experience for our customers. Um, So I think people are very excited. We've launched uh, in Computex, obviously the A plus A with HP and also the ASUS machines and the momentum and the feedback that we have so far is just phenomenal. Um, We've collaborated with them. We we created what we call an AMD Advantage Design Framework um, where we work with the OEMs to really uh, pack in things that we believe that the gamers want and the gamers uh, desires and look for, right? Because, you know, Frank Azor, he's, <clears throat> he's sort of the godfather of gaming, so he really truly knows what the gaming uh, people want, that the gamers want. Um, so we've been working with OEMs to pack in all of those uh, features, even down to panels, even down to battery life, even down to uh, memory. So all this end-to-end considerations to really develop what we call the AMD Advantage. And and this is really positioning us very well uh, to drive that sustained growth uh, in the gaming markets today. So I'm super excited for the A plus A machines to come, especially those with the AMD Advantage uh, design framework. We are also excited. <laughs> you I think I sound very excited. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that it's a whole framework. So will we be seeing like new designs for laptops? Like we've seen with the Zephyrus from uh, Asus and stuff like that. Is there anything exciting like design-wise that will come from the Advantage platform? Yeah, so there's something that I really, really like. It's more of a technology standpoint, not so much of a hardware design. Uh, it's, it's basically a feature called the Smart Access Memory. Um, which also allows the AMD Smart Shift. So uh, allow me to just just talk a little bit about this because um, we're constantly looking for ways to give better performance to our customers, right? Um, and the CPU and GPU is basically very, very important in defining that, that performance experience. So what we do with uh, Smart Shift is from a CPU and GPU, they actually share that power. And the, the, this, this, this allows it to, within a power envelope, it allows it to just switch 
in between the CPU and the GPU, allowing you to have that maximum experience depending on what applications you're going to use today. So if you're using a little bit more CPU intensive applications, it gives more power to CPU. And if you need more GPU application, uh, GPU intensive applications, uh, it shifts over to, to GPU. So this truly gives the consumer the best performance that they need when they need it. Um, so I think from that design standpoint, it's something that AMD has brought to the consumers uh, within that A plus A framework. So not really in the hardware environment. I think from a solution standpoint, that's something exciting. Mm. So for for re for listeners who don't really know what smart access memory is, if you're more familiar with NVIDIA system, it's called resizable bar on, on their system. It's it's not it doesn't work too similarly, right? But but you know, the AMD Swan works better together somehow. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we're the same company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they're developed by the same person. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. What, what, what about, you know, because currently the pandemic situation has not just, you know, uh, made it difficult for us to just work uh, to work but because of the whole pandemic situation and because of that Suez Canal situation you know product shortage has been you know a very big thing you, is there any solution or is there a light at the end of the tunnel as they say because nobody seems to know when this is going to end right so what's AMD doing in that in that front you know or what can we expect from AMD yeah, I, first of all, I, I, I don't think it's a supply shortage. I mean, Gareth is going to probably um, double check on this portion, but um, yeah. I think unprecedented demand is, is what we're seeing. It's not so much of a shortage standpoint um, because we are putting more devices out into the hands of uh, consumers and we do see that, you know, represented... Um, in terms of our shipment units, we are actually uh, putting more devices into the hands of consumers. So I don't think it's, it's a shortage, um, but it's really just meeting that demand, right? Because everyone today is moving from one device per household to perhaps one to two devices per person, right? So we do see that unprecedented demand that people want more devices, people need more devices, and how do we meet that demand? Um, obviously, there's another part of this, which is the ecosystem. Um, from an ecosystem standpoint, a lot of the materials are shared. A lot of the materials are not just used uniquely within within AMD. Um, there are even down to screws or even panels or, 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 or anything within a notebook or a desktop system today. It's a shared resource. It's, it's across not just within IT, perhaps, even in, in a worldwide uh, ecosystem. So... We do believe that that is, that is something that um, is also we are looking to optimize um, from, a, from a procurement standpoint. So um, I think all in all, we're delivering as many devices as we can into the hands of consumers who are very hungry for devices. Um, yeah. It's very different from what a lot of the media outlets have been saying recently. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. so I understand like, that. Okay. <laughs> because now you're saying, oh, it's not a product shortage; it's more like an increased demand, which is also true. We do agree that you know suddenly, when when the pandemic hits, everybody's just look looking for, oh, can we get a gaming laptop? <laughs> yeah, yeah. PC at home and stuff like that, and and. It's 
the I, increase I in demand on, is just overwhelming. Yeah, and I think on the same note, like, has AMD actually seen a change in uh, consumer behavior when it comes to like selecting laptops or choosing AMD laptops? Uh, have they changed in what they are looking for? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think I've alluded a little bit about it uh, earlier on. Well, well, I think uh, answering the question on on notebook versus desktop, I, I we do see that people are because now you're working from home and you're studying from home and you're entertaining yourself from home. Um, we see people are just looking for those devices, right? That you can do, you can do everything or you have multiple devices, one for each of the usage scenarios. So there are just more people looking for it in, like I said earlier, I think people are looking for higher end devices um, with extra considerations given to finding a device uh, that satisfies their needs. Um, and also something that is beautiful to look at and also allowing them to have a longer battery life so that you know you can bring that device to your friend's house uh, and, and, and maybe game and stuff like that. Um, even after the pandemic, I think what we call it the new normal, uh, it will never be back to normal normal, is the new normal. Uh, we, we don't expect that the consumer behavior to continue um, that way, right? And to continue to be influenced by the performance of the hardware. Um, and enabling laptops and desktops to become really multi-purpose from home office to content creation to gaming or to streaming for entertainment. So once again, AMD is committed to deliver all that uh, varied demands and de develop products that really address all those requirements for our consumers. Mm. Just now you mentioned that, you know, you, you guys are also powering the PlayStation right yes so and, and the xbox so if we ask you which gaming platform do you prefer pc xbox or playstation <laughs> which one will you answer and why oh dear okay so for me personally this is an opinion piece um i i like to yeah, game yeah, on yeah, my course. pc um okay yeah i like to game on my course. pc, PC i have gamer. started to <laughs> my games are very old school so PC is okay. great. <laughs> also because I sell PCs, so, you know, uh, <laughs> PCs for the win. <laughs> but you sell PlayStation and Xbox too, well, at least you sell parts to That's them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantastic. So, I, on the fact that uh, AMD has been, uh, on gaming itself, AMD has been very focused on, like, their chips are, for, are made for gaming and you guys are focusing on gaming and creators a lot. Is there a reason why the narrative is being pushed so hard for gaming and creators? Oh, that's that's really a great question because I know Lisa in a couple of keynotes always say, we love gamers, we love PCs, right? Yeah. I, you know, I echo what my CEO say for sure. Uh, so, I mean, to put it simply, really gamers and creators demands the most performance, right? They truly set the bar high to allow really the other users to benefit from the advancements in this technology because of what they need and what they desire. Um, from a gamer wanting the best frame rates for the latest AAA games to an enthusiast that really needs the core to render um, and, and to use every bit of their last drop of their CPU computing power um, to save time and money, of course, in, in, in all this creation and allowing consumers like me to have content to consume, right? So, so this, this is really important because this type of users just sort of push the envelope to the needs of the technology and they, they help 
influence their friends and families, their thought leadership, their market movers. Um, so they are very, very important. And most importantly, I think they create content um, and, and joy and entertainment for people like me. So <laughs> I think that answers the question <laughs> on why we really need to address to those people who need all this demand uh, so that you know, people like us can enjoy uh, the art that they've created. <laughs> I actually never thought about it that way. Right? Like, <laughs> gam- gamers and creators actually are the most demanding when it comes to specifications and getting the most for their money. 100%. <laughs> yeah, and and they also want stability and reliability. Oh, right? absolutely. They want your machines to really work. And if, if you're a company, you want them to save your electricity, so... <laughs> TDP, yeah. TDP, 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 is, TDP is and uh, total thing, cost yeah. of ownership. That's right. Exactly, exactly. You know, uh, it, Nvidia just released um the GeForce RTX thirty eighty and thirty seventy Ti. Um, can we, you know, have some sneak peek into like is is that, are you guys gonna come up with something to compete against that or do you have something actually more powerful than the RX sixty nine hundred XT? Oh, I don't think I'm allowed to comment within this forum. Uh, <laughs> I am so oh sorry. Man. I know, I know. I wish, I wish I can, but uh, probably not within this forum. Um, mm. But I will just go back and say that RDNA two is really, really good, <laughs> and then <laughs> you we can look seen, out for we them. Have seen results. Yeah, yeah. RDNA two is really, really good, and you can mm. see them coming in. The yeah, 6000 series there. in our PCs. <laughs> yeah, for a moment there, I thought, you hear it from here. From I know, first. I know. I wish I could. I wish I could. <laughs> Dang, it's all right. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I think, with everything considered, what is AMD's future looking like? Like, for gamers or enthusiasts like us? I think, like, uh, Darwin with would uh, vouch for this. Every time AMD says they're going to have a press conference, we are actually excited to hear what is being announced. So for AMD, what is next? Basically, what can we expect in the next few years? Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a brilliant question. And um, I think it comes back to our mission and the heart of what we're doing. Um, you know, I started the podcast by sharing that AMD is very committed to bring that high performance computing uh, to as many people as possible and really building that great products um, that accelerates the next generation of computing experiences. And I think we will continue to do that, right? Over the last couple of years with Ryzen, you guys see that we have uh, been very on track. We have stayed very committed to delivering what we promised um, and that will always continue to be our sort of our North Star, right? We will continue to push the envelope in the computing space, um, in the in the graphics uh, computing space as well. Um, and also, I think very excitingly for AMD, you see us also winning a lot in the data center space um, because truly it's the entire ecosystem um, powering all the experiences that we have every day as consumers, um, powering everything that we touch and we use in a, in, in a digital world. So AMD is remains committed to deliver that and to solve the complex problems today in the world uh, for our people. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's where we're continuing to excel and staying committed to. 
Well, I think that is all the time we have for today's episode of oh, Tech and Talk. Oh, yeah, it's so quick. Oh, 30 minutes already. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Thank you for t- taking the time to speak with us, Paige. And thank you for actually agreeing to uh, sit down with us oh, and my tell us so much about yeah. AME. Although we don't get like sneak peeks. <laughs> is definitely coming right so we know that <laughs> absolutely absolutely i've enjoyed myself tremendously by sh- really sharing thank what you. we're doing at amd um thank you for giving me this forum to to share with more people about what we do at amd thank you thank you really? so much for your time for those of you listening if you want to follow Paige, i think she has handles on social media that you can follow her at I'm you zero nine. <laughs> you know, before the show, we were talking about streaming. You know, right. uh, streaming shows uh, on Twitch and and Paige was. We were talking to Paige about streaming <laughs> on stream, so she might stream. <laughs> oh my goodness! But I will definitely stream on an AMD machine for sure. So yeah, of course, <laughs> that's a so, requirement. <laughs> yeah, and for us, we are Tech and TV, T E C H E N T TV across all social media. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Even everywhere else, and Instagram. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening, and do comment and like and share if you enjoyed it. I'm Jiben, and that's Darwin, and we're sitting with Paige. <laughs> and, and Thank we'll you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.